Hey guys, welcome back to Chatterseed. This is a father-daughter podcast where I and my dad hey. talk about movies. Today's movie was The Blue Angel, and dad will give you some context. Sure. Uh, the Blue Angel is a 1929-1930 German film uh, directed by Joseph von Sternberg, a, a, I think Austrian-American director, and starring Marlene Dietrich. And Emil Jannings, two German actors, an actress and an actor. It was uh, actually shot as one of the first uh, German talkies, uh, movies with an audio track. And so they shot it in both English and German. Uh, we watched the German language version with English subtitles. Um, but it was an inter this is an interesting film for a bunch of reasons. One is that conversion from uh, talkie or from silent film to talkie because uh, Emil Jannings was, at the time, a very famous actor. They had just initiated the, uh, the Academy Awards had just initiated the uh, Best Actor Award and uh, Emil Jannings was, the year before this movie, the inaugural winner of the Best Actor Award. The story is that he actually didn't win the vote for Best Actor. The dog Rin Tin Tin won the vote, <laughs> but the Academy thought that it would have been a mockery for a dog to be awarded Best Actor, and so it went to the runner-up, who was Emil Jannings. But this is very interesting because he acted in two... He won that uh, Academy Award for his performance in two silent films. And then he made this film, uh, and his German accent was so heavy that uh, it, he was not, his performance was not really appreciated uh, the way that it otherwise would be. And he stopped uh, working as regularly in Hollywood after this. His, his star sort of fell uh, once they converted to uh, audio tracks on, on movies. And so he started after that doing a lot of propaganda work for the Nazi party. And that continued all throughout World War II. Of course, after World War II, he was completely unhirable in Hollywood because of his work on uh, lots of propaganda films. On the other hand, his co-star, Marlene Dietrich, uh, was not a very famous actor at the time, and actress. And her star rocketed after this, uh, per her performance in this movie. She became a very popular movie star, actually moved to Hollywood, got a contract with Paramount, and she eventually uh, became a United States citizen. And she did a lot of live performance. She actually toured uh, USOs to sort of shore up the uh, morale of US troops during World War II. So sort of took the opposite track of her co-star, whose star fell with this movie and then who signed on sort of with the Nazi uh, propaganda. She took a, the opposite track. Her star rose and she signed up to help the uh, U.S. war effort. Um, but anyway, it's it's interesting uh, piece of sort of his, history for that reason. And it's also a very interesting film in that it explores these themes of um, sort of intellectual versus uh, physical and um, uh, this is a tragic tale of a man who pursued lust to his uh, sort of destruction, his, mm -hmm. his shame. So 
that's that's it. You want to tell them about the plot? Um. Yeah. So. Um. Basically. The main character, the guy, he's a professor at the local college, and. Um. He's teaching his students, and you know it's a bunch of boys, and they're messing around and have like pictures of these women from like nightclub type places and the professor is like what like guys this is not like okay for your age and so the um the i guess like teacher's pet like goody goody um tells the professor where all the boys go they go to this club to watch the women and so the professor is like trying to catch them and, you know, lecture them, get mad at them, get them in trouble for going to this place that they shouldn't be going to. And so he goes, and he meets the star of the show, um... Lola Lola. Lola Lola. And, um, he... The first time he goes, he sees the boys, but they get away from him. And then the next day he comes back because he forgot his hat. And that time... He did catch the boys, but he stayed over at the, I don't know, nightclub place because he got a little um, drunk and passed out. And just like throughout like those two days, he decides that he's, um, I'm using air quotes here, in love with her. And so after he goes to work on the third day, he, well, he wakes up in her room, whatever, and he goes to work to teach the kids, and the kids are making fun of him for falling in love with her and just being brats, and after work, he goes back to the nightclub, and all the actresses, like showgirls, are packing up, getting ready to leave, go to their next gig, and um, he brings her, his, the one that he, Lola Lola, brings her flowers and proposes to her and so they get married and um he was a very well respected member of society but because he marries her over time he quits his job and she supports them both and he his uh pride is a little hurt and his dignity is a uh, way lowered and um he becomes like this clown in her show or something and the last show that they do together is back in his hometown in front of all his students and colleagues and all this and he is on the stage and not really doing his part because he's kind of like out of it but also very protestant to performing because he didn't want to go back to where everyone knew him to see what he'd become but as he's performing, he sees this man backstage um, hitting on his wife. And um, he gets real mad. And he goes backstage, like, leaves in the middle of the show and starts beating up his wife. And I kind of stopped paying attention after that. But I know that he dies. So I don't know what happened in between that. <laughs> yeah, they put him in a straitjacket. He, I mean, he'd gone off the rails. And then after he got out of the straitjacket, when they let him out, he went back to his old classroom and sort of died of a broken heart. Yeah. I did not like this movie at all. So what didn't you like about it? Everything. There's nothing specific. <laughs> it's just not a good movie. 
So it's a very sad story. The symmetry. It's not even sad. This is like so stupid. You can't even call it a love story because it's not. Right. So there's there's this symmetry right at the beginning. He's got a lot of uh, he sort of he's got a respected position in society. Um, and in fact, the way that he forms a relationship with Lola in the first place, the reason she likes him is because he defends her. Some creep is like trying to put the moves on and he like uh, defends her honor. And so she's like, no one defends me. And then at the end of the movie, he's the one that's like, um, people have to defend her from him uh, because he's like assaulting her because he's enraged that she's flirting with this other guy. And the humiliation is complete, you know, from respected professor to laughing stock when he like they make him come out as a clown on the mm-hmm. stage in front of all of his peers and, and crack an students. egg crack eggs on his head and try and make him say cock-a-doodle-doo or whatever yeah it's just you know it's it's humiliating and so it's intended to show here's a guy who got in the moment um sort of decided to cross a class divide because of love and it didn't work out well for him. It wasn't even love. You can't fall in love with someone in like two days. Yeah, like Romeo. That's different. <laughs> that is 100% different. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> it was cert- he was infatuated uh, with this. He was taken with this woman. He's so old too. It's kind of disgusting. Yeah, he was much older. It was sort of a, a December-May romance. But like... December 1800s, May or whatever, I don't know, just like, really old. She was really young, and it was kind of disgusting. He, like, didn't even have a lot of hair on his head. He was, like, balding, balding, but, like, an old guy. Like, his hair was white. Yeah, he was, they were from different worlds, for sure. (laughs) So it was, it was sad uh, what happened to this guy. Uh, just sort of a tragic story. And it's interesting that the his uh, wife sort of was a, a passive participant in this. It didn't seem like she was totally interested in marrying him. And she thought it was like this crazy idea. But she sort of like went along with it. And she was like... And at first, when they started, like, he was upset that the boys, the way he found out about her in the first place was the boys were all getting postcards of her that had her picture on it, sort of scandalous photos. And when he married her, he's like, as long as I have a penny to my name, we're not going to sell these photos. Because he basically didn't want everybody checking out his wife. But he didn't have that much money because he got fired from his job because they found out that he had been hanging out with a stripper, basically. And so they're like, that doesn't work for us. Uh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> they were just from diff- totally different worlds. And he didn't do a lot of uh, thinking beforehand uh, about where the relationship would go. It's interesting, though, commentary, and it's interesting to think about in t- today's context because um, it sort of showed um, a person who disregarded the intellectual in pursuit of the physical. And, and that was something 
where you might have seen sort of German society. This is 1929. It's the build-up to World War II. Uh, uh, the Nazi Party is uh, taking power. And in fact, <clears throat> this actor, as we know, became involved in Nazi propaganda afterward. So as a society, the, Germany was sort of turning toward uh, the physical, like valuing things that were less intellectual. And uh, that ended badly for the country. Um, and it's interesting to think about that today. You know, in our culture, I don't think people are thinking d as deeply maybe as they have in past times about sort of existential things. We spend so much time on like Instagram, like looking at pictures of each other and liking, you know, does somebody like my picture and not thinking about like deep philosophical thoughts uh, maybe as much as prior generations and you know is that going to have a deleterious effect on our uh, society so it's just interesting to think about yeah I don't know I was this movie did not capture my attention <laughs> so what would you give it zero a zero this is that bad this yes. is the worst movie that we've seen Yes, even worse than the magical one or the the magician. Elamor Brujo. Yeah, it's worse than that. <laughs> Speaking of which, and that got like a one. Yeah, we decided we had seen enough of uh, <laughs> that director's work. You know, he, it was a trilogy, and we decided, you know what, Elamor Brujo was not really our speed. No, <laughs> no reason to put ourselves through blood wedding and so karma. So we're skipping a couple of the movies on the list, but. It's, <laughs> okay you guys would too if you're this is why we're doing this podcast so you don't have to watch these movies that are horrible i like this movie i like why? this movie because it's such a sad story and and also it's not even just never mind just continue well also i like this the idea that here is in real life i mean it's sort of like life um mirroring art he plays his character whose star falls, right? His fall from grace. In his real life, he took sort of a parallel fall from grace. He had been the first ever recipient of the Best Actor Academy Award. And then technology changed. Everyone could hear his voice. It's like singing in the rain. Suddenly, he has no work. So he starts working for the Nazi party. And then after the war ends, they... You know, he's got no no work, right? Just complete uh, uh, bust. And it's very sad. It's a tragic uh, ending for that guy's career. But it's very historically fascinating, I think. So even just for the historical uh, aspects of it, I, I find that really interesting. So then what do you give it? Uh, as a movie, you know, I like the story. I would give it a six, probably. Really? Oh, yeah. Just, More than a five? But... I will have to confess, it was black and white, in a foreign language, and slow. Movies at this time were paced more slowly, right? <laughs> this is just a few years after Battleship and Potemkin. And the stuff that even happened in it was like totally irrelevant. Like, why is this in there? So I was having trouble keeping my eyes open too. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, I do like, I did like some and parts of it. You still give it a six. You're yes. falling asleep and you give it a six. Yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> Maybe a four. Okay. That I can believe. That's more, more believable, realistic. I don't know what the word is, but yes. Well, 
this movie was interesting, I suppose, but not that great for me. Okay for dad. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.